Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dubin, your host. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here on the program. I'm trying to start each one of these programs a little differently so that you uh, you don't hear the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, my gosh. If you don't know when the programs are heard on the radio, uh, I'll tell you a little bit later. If you don't know where the podcast can be found, I'll tell you a little bit later. Or the video cast, I will also tell you a little bit later. Uh, if you would like to support this program, I'll tell you about that, how you can contribute to this program financially. But I'm going to tell you right now that we want you to participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision, the 2020s, where we encourage you to go within, because that's a very important message, and I'm sure that our guest on the program today will also have a little bit to say about that as well. And we thank you so much for being with us here on the program, folks, and for uh, joining this conversation as we talk with our various guests. And today is a continuation of our dialogue, our conversation with the Contributors to Mayhem to Miracles, published by SacredStoriesPublishing.com. Uh, the program, uh, the uh, book, Mayhem to Miracles, is available both through Sacred Stories and Amazon. And we are talking with about uh, 11 or 12, I believe it's 12, of the contributors, and I believe there are a total of 30, uh, that similar to what we did back in uh, January of 2019, when we covered the first of uh, what is now three books, the first one was Chaos to Clarity, and then they had uh, Crappy to Happy. I wasn't as fond of that title as I was the first, but I do like the third title, and it happens to be Mayhem to Miracles, and we have Laurie Walker, who is one of the contributing authors, and uh, she has written a story, if you will, that was contributed to this particular uh, compendium, I like to call it, and this, her story is entitled Mary Queen. We're going to find out what uh, that story is about and her story. Uh, Lori, thank you so much for joining us here on Tell Me Your Story. Thank you so much, Richard, for choosing me um, as one of the authors uh, on your show. It's just really, really, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Well, we're certainly glad that you're here. We also understand that you are fairly new to this process of, of uh, promoting what it is that you have done and what you have contributed and uh, I find it very interesting, quite honestly, in terms of the uh, the process that you went through. And I'd love for you to tell us about that specifically in terms of how and why you chose to express yourself through this particular book, Mayhem to Miracles, and your story, Mary Queen. You know, it's interesting that you say that because um, there's a story behind the story. <laughs> there always is. Yes, of course. So we got a couple of stories going on. Um, Mary Queen is uh, what I consider my real-life guardian angel. Uh, she's my best friend. She helped me through two of the very darkest days of my life. And at the beginning of this year, she was she was very, very, very ill. Um, four, four years ago, she had cancer, and she had part of her lung removed, and she's just really never been the same since. And so last uh, Christmas, she had a fungal infection in her lungs, and she went downhill really, really fast. 
And I thought, you know, we all thought that this was it and, and this is, you know, it, it's going to be over for, for her and us. And, um, so I just, I, I thought, you know, Mary's going to pass away and nobody's going to know, like they know that we're friends, but they don't understand what she did for me. And I, I write poetry. I've written poetry. So writing is kind of easy for me, but I, like I said, I don't do it professionally. So um, moving to a different part of the story is um, I am friends with uh, the Talent Scout for Sacred Stories Publishing on Facebook. Her name is Sheena Mazza. And um, so I follow her and um, she they, they had a post about uh, a story for Mayhem to Miracles. And I thought, I'm just going to write this for me. I'm going to see if this is something I can do. And if not, you know, what's the big deal? At least I've written it. Um, so I wrote it and, uh, and I asked one person about it and that person didn't think that I should submit it. So I went to, I, I asked Gina, um, if she would read it and, and Gina and I were casual friends. We met 20 years ago in the printing industry here in Pittsburgh. Um, so I just, I, I valued her opinion. Mm -hmm. So I asked her, you know, I sent it to her and, uh, the next morning, she sent me a message on uh, Messenger, a voice message, and she said, Lori, it's 5 o'clock in the morning here. She lives in um, Nashville. And she said, and I just read your story, and I'm crying. She said, it is absolutely so beautiful. And sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. She said, um, you need to share this because it will help other women heal. Hmm. And so uh, I submitted it, um, and I thought it was going to take a while, you know, that we're going to be a lot of submissions. The very next day, they they said yes, <laughs> mm. please be a part of our, you know, please be a part of our book. Um, there were a couple of revisions in the first round. Um, they told me that I didn't talk enough about Mary, and so they wanted more information about her. Mm. Um, and, and so I did that and, you know, shortened this and that. And what I really loved about the editing was um, they changed very few of my original words. They changed sentence structure, trimmed the fat. Um, they made, they, you know, they, they pieced together things that made sense. It was, but very little of my words were changed. So right. I, I really, I really appreciated that. Mm -hmm. um, so... <laughs> I, I submitted the story and then, um, you know, I, I was in the emails and, uh, and aware of the book launch, but I didn't, I wouldn't say I didn't take it seriously. I didn't know what to expect. You know, I was like, Oh, this would be nice. And then when all, uh, in September, when all the, uh, things started really ramping up for the, for the media promotions, um, I started to get really excited. <laughs> I thought this is fantastic. It's all the the new people that I'm meeting, um, like minded people who appreciate who will appreciate the story and, and uh just knowing that if I can help one person, then it's all worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's usually how we wanna look at it is that if we can help at least if we just help one, that's the one drop in the still water and then it ripples out from there we have no control over that but at least we have touched one person by the way i understand that one of the criterion for getting your story into one of these 
<clears throat> wonderful collections uh, is that they have to empty about uh, at least half of a Kleenex box. Uh, and I'm guessing that's probably what happened, but it's not necessarily that every single story has to be a tearjerker. But nonetheless, uh, it's it's interesting too that um, uh, I was actually part. Uh, I was being interviewed uh, as one of the uh, program hosts who is interviewing the authors of these stories, and of the four of us. I was the only one that hasn't submitted a story to any of these books yet. Um, but I yammer away on my own program, and that's just fine. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more, of course, about uh, Mary Queen, but I want to let our listeners know this is Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We are uh, here with Tell Me Your Story Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and Wednesdays with a special edition of Tell Me Your Story at 9 a.m., streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. And, of course, this uh, special uh, program with uh, Mayhem to Miracles, published by the Sacred Stories Publishing Company, sacredstoriespublishing.com. We encourage you to go there to pick up a copy of any one or all three of these books and read the stories, uh, they're to help us all to transform. Uh, and we're going to talk about that also with our special guest, Lori Walker, here on uh, Tell Me Your Story. Uh, we hope that you will also listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Blueberry, Amazon Music, and there's a whole bunch of other places as well, as well as going to YouTube. You can watch these videos on YouTube. And it's on YouTube. Tell me your story. Uh, Richard Dugan, put that into the search. I'm sure it'll, boom, take you right there to the Tell Me Your Story channel. And you'll see on the banner across the top, it is the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, where we encourage you to go within and listen to that still small voice. Uh, Lori, let me ask you in regards to Queen, um, to Mary Queen, Queen Mary, Mary Queen, I'm going to guess that I'm not the only one that's done that, right? <laughs> well, actually, she likes the, to be called the Queen. Uh, the Queen. Tell me, who who is this person? Who is this woman? Uh, because part of me actually started thinking when I saw that Mary Queen, I'm thinking, is she talking about the mother of Jesus here? You know, or uh, what? What? what is the reason why she liked Queen. Oh, that's literally her legal name. Oh, it is. It is it is her legal name. Wow. I, I didn't I didn't realize that people didn't know that. Um no, that her last name is Mary okay. Queen. Mary Queen. All right. So now we've got it. She gets all her mail uh, and I will bet you that the postal delivery person genuflects when they put it in the mailbox just cuz they don't know. But um, how did you meet her, and when? Uh, okay, uh, it's it's all in the story, which hopefully sure. everybody will read. But um, I was uh, I was only in my late twenties, and um, I didn't have a college education. And my husband at the time, um, we needed to work off of the shifts, so I started working at a convenience store because my son was little. My sister lived right next to. Um, that the place where I worked. So eventually I got promoted a couple of times until I was a store manager. Um, and Mary Queen uh, applied for the night shift. 
um, she had just lost her husband um, and she was having trouble sleeping. So um, she, she would have been perfect. She was, she was absolutely perfect. And a couple other things about Mary is that Mary was, is 20 years older than I am. Um, she's a beautiful, beautiful, I call her my beautiful black guardian angel. <laughs> and that's part of the story too, that you'll read in there that, that love doesn't see color. It only sees more love. And I, I think it's a beautiful element of the story as well. But, um, so that's how we met. And this, that, the, the, the first major point of, of our relationship is to me, the focus of the story, there's a lot of background or whatever, but um, the, at the moment where she helps me the first time is where our relationship begins. And it's just absolutely beautiful. Now you have already let us know that you have had a first husband. Yes. Uh, okay. I am, I've also had a, well, not a first husband. I have had a first wife. I'm curious as to where you are now. Is it just number two? Oh, um. <laughs> or nobody, or nobody right now. Uh, I'm trying to answer this quickly. Is, let's see, um, the first husband not only lasted a year, um, the story uh, about Mary Queen is my second husband. And then now, let's just say I have a friend. Um, he's, we've known each other 18 years, and it's this, crazy fun just friendship mm-hmm. i mean he, he's not seeing anybody else i'm not seeing anybody else and we just i don't know we get each other we like we like to hang out we both think that we're 22 <laughs> <laughs> yeah good luck telling your bodies that i'm 61 and i i still say i'm 17 you good for nothing and and you know i keep that in mind when i am trying to do things that i really would be wiser not to do. So I, I, I can relate to what you're talking about. It's, it's real interesting too, as we, as we move through uh, the, our years. Um, I, I um, used to listen to, well, I still do, but uh, there were lyrics from a particular song that basically said, uh, it turns me on to think of growing old. And that was when I was 15, 16, 17, 18 years old because I used to think, ah, that's going to be so neat, you know, doing all the things that the adults are doing, you know. Uh, and I've gotten along the way in my 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s, which I, again, I think, really, I've been through 40 of these decades uh, since my teen years. And there have been times when, nah, you know, I wish I was 15 again. But I would say overall, I'm glad I am where I'm at. When you think about uh, the years that you have spent, uh, whether it was with your first husband or this friend. And by the way, when you described that, what came to me, and I wish I could remember the name of the movie. Uh, it's a new movie of relatively new in the last year or so with Robert Redford and Jane Fonda. And it's a movie about a, a couple, uh, two people who both of their spouses have passed on. And she is lonely, but not lonely for another partner relationship intimacy. She doesn't like sleeping alone. So that's what he comes over to do. He just comes over 
and sleeps with her so she is not alone. There is no sex involved. Although as the times go, time goes on, of course, the relationship actually does develop into something more of a loving relationship. Maybe not intimacy, but there is a deeper connection there. And it's just one of the sweetest stories. And that's what I thought of when I, you started saying that I have this friend and we have fun together because that that's what they did. Well, I, I thought about that too. He would probably never let me allow, never allow me to do it. Um, but if there's another story, if there's another book, I have a love story. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow, it's fabulous. And I probably shouldn't say this, but I can't help it. My friend is a kickboxer. He's a three-time champion. Um, and I don't laugh, don't judge. I have a nickname for him because I met him when, when he was 27 and I was 34. And we met at a club, and he was just six two, just standing there. And at the time, he had um, long hair, but it was really, really beautiful. Um, and so I nicknamed him the Adonis, and nobody, <laughs> and nobody was ever supposed to know that. And then, you know, when we finally both started talking, I, uh, I, you know, I called him, I told him my, his nickname, and he absolutely loved it. And then years later, I was like. Why do you keep coming around? Like, why do you keep hanging out with me? And he just smiled. And I go, oh, I know. I had you at Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. We're talking here on the program today with um, – uh, we're talking with Lori Walker, and uh, we're going to continue our conversation here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, and we hope you will stay with us. And you're listening to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and thanks for staying with us here on the program as we talk with Lori Walker, one of the contributors to the Sacred Stories Publishing book entitled Mayhem to Miracles. She is one of 12 that we are interviewing. Um, eh, what the heck? They're kind of like uh, the Mayhem to Miracle apostles, sharing the stories uh, that are transforming lives left and right. Uh, and it's part of a three-book series, at least at present it's three. It could expand. I, I have a feeling it will. They will come up with another cute little title, uh, you know, Disaster to Happy kind of thing title. Uh, but it's part of a three-book series, Chaos to Clarity, which we carried several, uh, well, 12 of the authors. Uh, then there was Crappy to Happy, and now there's Mayhem to Miracles uh, that we're talking with these authors. And Lori Walker is my guest. Lori, let me ask you first of all some some protocol questions. Um, what's it? first of all uh, your website presence? Do you have one, and how would people get in touch with you? Um, I don't have a website, but I do. Uh, a friend a friend of mine and I created a virtual book club, and the name of it is Guided by Grace Virtual Book Club. It's on Facebook. So you can um, look, look us up there, and hopefully you'll join the club. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Our email is on there. You could message me, um, and, and that's how you can get through. All that, all that good stuff. Well, tell me a little bit more about uh, the work that you do. Now, I guess I should preface that 
well, it's not preface anymore because I've already asked you the question. Uh, but I'll preface it anyway by uh, just telling you, that, of course, this program, Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're giving people choices and knowledge of those choices to help make their dreams come true. We're looking for those new ways of living. You know, just look around you. The old ways just don't work. And each one of us is finding those new ways of living for ourselves as individuals. And when I talk about my life and I talk about some of the things that I do in my life, that's just for me. I am not putting that on anybody. You know, I'm not telling you, okay, Laurie, you've got to believe this or I'm sorry, but you're just not getting in the front door. Uh, but what about you? And I guess maybe a good way to put it is your inner life. Talk to us a little bit about your inner life, your philosophy of life. Uh, and for that matter, how that all started, where you began as a child in terms of how you were raised. Wow. This is so interesting. Okay. Um, I'm the youngest of five children. Um, so, and, and I talk about this in the story too, is that I, I always felt like the one who was left behind, the one that nobody took seriously, you know, just um, people, I, I would just watch everybody and I would just see where I fit in or watch people change their emotions. Like one minute you're the cute little sister. The next minute you're get away from me, kid. You know, you're getting on my nerves. So it was all, I've, I've always had to evaluate a situation to see where I fit in. And, and I'm, I'm an empath. I'm a people pleaser. So I just try and be nice and do the right thing and, you know, just make people happy. So, um, let me think of the next part of the question was, uh, so after the divorce, um, I, I went inside, like I've always loved to read. I mean, that, that's just my thing. Uh, uh, so after the divorce, I, I asked myself, okay, that didn't work out. What can I do differently? And I just dove into book after book after self-help book. To, and then it turned into more spiritual books. Um, this is just, I always wanted to know more. There's more out there. What's out on that yet? And even at this point in my life, I'm like, there's more. There's so much more. Um, so one of the things that, that led me to where I am today is but probably about three or four years ago, um, I met two women who uh, have a place called The Energy Connection. And um, I thought, well, let me, let me go check this out. I went for a meditation and uh, it was fantastic. And I didn't know anything about Reiki. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Reiki. I actually am a Reiki master. <laughs> are you a Yusui? Uh, I'm not sure what the derivation is, but uh, uh, it's it goes back to about in 2000 or 1999, actually, when I was trained. Well, both my wife and I were trained, but I don't remember the the derivation they're in. Yeah, there, there's, there's a couple of different, um, uh, you know, uh, founders or practitioners. So, right. Um, but so I'm Yusui and I'm also Holy Fire, which is William Rand. Mm. So, so, uh, but anyway, so I go innocently to this meditation and, um, the woman who, uh, owns the energy connection, her name's Kathy. Um, she remembered me from our meeting and she said, do you think, did you have a gift? And I go, oh, I, I, don't, I don't have a gift. I go, but I've always known that I'm different. 
And she goes, that's good enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so at the end of the meditation, um, she starts introducing me to everybody. And she's, you know, I, I remember all of them. And she's like, and this is so-and-so. And they're a Reiki master. And they're a Reiki master. And I'm like, what is this? For? I'm like, I hit the mother load of Reiki masters. This is insane. I need to know more. Um, so as I was, you know, I, I went through Reiki one, two, three, um, and I met some other teachers. There's, there's five, five teachers there right now. Um, so I went through each one of them. I'm like, I'm a jumper. I had to see what everybody, <laughs> what everybody was good at, or, you know, I just, um, it was more about exploring. Um, and one of the, one of the, well, I clicked with them all. I, I, they're, they're all beautiful in their own way, but one particular one, um, her name is Nia Versinko. Um, she did a, uh, a reading for me. Uh, she, do, she does a, it's wisdom of the Oracle cards and oh. she did a, an entire year in advance and it was on my birthday. So I, I try and do something special like that on my birthday. So me and I like kind of really clicked. And, um, before that I had told her about my book club, Pittsburgh. I'm a founding member of book club Pittsburgh where, I know I'm going, wait, I'm, <laughs> I'm mixing a bunch of stories. It's all right. Uh, yeah. So she, and she likes to read. So, um, mm-hmm. when we get to guided by grace, you'll see how that ties in. But, um, so whenever I was going through everything at the beginning of this year, I had reached out to some of my teachers, Mia being one of them. And, you know, I told her because they didn't really know anything about me or my life. I'd never really opened up. And I was in so much grief and I was just trying to process everything. And, and Mia reached out to me and, you know, said, if you ever need to talk, then, you know, please, please call me. So she had made a comment on something, something about Facebook about um, uh, having a virtual happy hour because, you know, with COVID and everything. And I'm like, Hey, I'm down for that. Let, let's do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she and I got together and uh, we, we had that. And I don't think the book club idea was born there. I think it was more like, oh, we're really kind of getting to know each other now. You know, like I, it, it was just, it, it, it wasn't such a professional thing where yeah. she was a teacher and I was a student. It was more like, we'll never be equal. And, and I mean that on her side. Right. She's actually, she's actually a medium and a Reiki master teacher and all these other things. Um, so, but it was just nice to be level with somebody who, who understood you. Um, so that was, that was important. Um, so yeah. So at the beginning of the question, it was, you know, where am I at? How am I, how am I doing things? And every Every experience has led me here. It was all those little things adding up that I didn't think I was doing anything. I was doing something small all the time, but was gaining all this experience and momentum. And I had said to Mia about these interviews and things, I said, um, I look really good on paper. (laughs) 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 I don't think that I've done all these things, but, you know, it's, each one was just a little tiny step. And uh, one of the things that I learned uh, fairly early on in my life was that there are no wasted steps, that everything that you are doing, somehow you may not see it right now, but somehow some way fits into the grand scheme of your life as you are moving forward. I mean, I've been in radio for over 40 years, but I've also done a few other things along the way. I worked in a warehouse 
<clears throat> I worked for a multi-level marketing company. Um, I worked for a photo lab. That was early before I even got into radio, but that was one of my first jobs. My actual first job, well, I was a paper boy. Loved it. Absolutely. I have to tell you that if it was still available today, I'd go out, I'd go out and do it because I loved meeting the people. It wasn't so much the, the, the delivering of the papers, which actually was kind of a fun thing. It was more meeting all these different people and even having some great conversations with some of them uh, along the way. So, um, yeah, there's no wasted time. Uh, there really isn't. And uh, we don't waste time here on the program. Uh, at least I'd like to think we don't here on Tell Me Your Story. We're talking with Lori Walker. She's a contributing author to the compendium of stories entitled Mayhem to Miracles. And we're talking with her here on Tell Me Your Story. It's par- new paradigms for a new world. We're looking for those new ways of living. And I'm curious if Lori, Lori Walker, who is our guest here on the program, if you've kind of felt that a little bit, that uh, as much fun as, as we might be having and as much fun as it is uh, being in whatever age body you're in, but feeling 22, as I feel in my 61-year-old body, uh, feeling 17, uh, that there's something not right. And I'll tell you, this is the way I look at it. I think that I'm not alone. I am tired of surviving. I want to thrive. I want to thrive. Enough of this survival. Um, what about you in terms of some of the changes maybe that you have made in your life, maybe with the help of Mary Queen, but also trusting that still small voice, listening to your intuition and saying, you know what, Because I don't want to do that anymore. And many people who have been told to go home because of the pandemic to work from home aren't going back to work because they've realized I can work from home. I don't have to occupy an office or a space. I can stay home and do what I do. And then I'm closer to my family, my community, my neighbors, you know. Uh, So talk to us a little bit about your experiences in that regard. Um, This is really important uh, to me because um, I, it's part of my story as, as far as opening up with the Reiki and, um, and, and other things <laughs> is I was raised, um, United Methodist mm-hmm. okay? and, you know, not Catholic. It's, it's a little less restrictive than, than Catholicism, <laughs> but so my mom, my mom is very, very devout. I mm-hmm. mean, she, we're just straight and narrow. We're doing this, we're doing this. And I would go to church and watch people and make evaluations. And the biggest thing that I found that I realized in my young brain was that, okay, everybody's at church and they're happy. They're, they're, everybody's good right here. But then the second you walk out of church, they're different. Nothing's changed. You know, and, and I just, I don't want to use the word hypocrite. I don't think they just knew Anybody, like they didn't know how to change, but but I'm picking up on this, and I go, why do I have to listen to this person? I know they're older than me, and they have more experience, but I don't like how they're they they're not walking the walk, they're not talking the talk. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's, everybody's acting good, and then two seconds out, of, you're out of church, and the same things are happening. And I just I could never really understand that. So 
I've fought my entire life with their values. Um, my, my family and <laughs> my family. Whew. I keep, I have a double life. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. I've found that there are certain things that I can't talk to them about. Um, they just don't, they don't get it and they, they judge me and they think I'm woo and crazy and I don't know. They, they don't understand. They don't get me. Um, so I just stopped trying to yeah. make them understand and I just, I, I've created a separate, a separate Facebook profile for my book clubs and my professional items and, and, and so forth. But I still, I feel like I could have been so much more than I am now. Like, I feel like a, we just talked about wasted time, but I feel like I wish I would have walked into this sooner. Like I would have accepted it sooner. I feel like I would have been so much farther ahead. And, and all those years that I fought them and my feelings, I was miserable. Mm. I, I, you know, and I just, I'm, and I just said, if there was a, there's an issue with my, with my mom, um, I had been offered a um, position. This was three years ago to be an assistant for a medium. And I was oh, pretty wow. excited. About it. Yeah. I, we were going to travel across the country and, you know, it was, and, and so I had to basically come out to my mom. Okay. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought she was going to understand and it seemed to be going good. And then I get a phone. She left, she left, she started thinking about it and she, she called me and she said, well, I talked to your father and he says, you need to run. You need to run as fast as you can away from it. And and then she showed up at my house a couple of days later and told me that I was, I'm sorry, I'm too much. that I was sinning, right, give me a second, that I was sinning against God. She had scripture quoted for me. Um, you know, it was just, and I'm like, mom, why can't, why can't there be more? Why? I have questions that nobody can answer. Mm-hmm. And she just, so from that point, that's when I started my separate life yeah. where, where she said, I can't sleep at night because I'm worried what you're doing. And I said, that's the point that I changed. And I said, if that, if I have to choose between my happiness and yours from now on, I'm going to choose mine because I listen, when I listen to you, I'm miserable. You go on with your life and you're happy because I'm listening to you, but I'm not happy. So I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to do what makes me happy. You know, that's a very interesting uh, um, uh, jumping off point here to talk about because that is something that's extremely uh, important and discussed quite a bit on this program. I, I, I kind of kid about this next section, but uh, it, there is some seriousness to it, uh, although, albeit, uh, when we're talking about happiness, there is nothing serious about happiness, although... You need to take happiness seriously. I joke about it from the standpoint of the Declaration of Independence and how it talks about these uh, these inalienable rights. Now, there are only three listed, but apparently there are a whole bunch more. I wish they had listed more. But there's life. All right, well, we have life. You and I, we're sitting here. We're pretty much alive. We're having a good time. Liberty, not exactly sure how to define that other than, you know, okay, I get to kind of do what I want, when I want, where I want, how I want, you know, with who I want. And then there's happiness. Oh, I'm sorry. I beg your pardon. There's the pursuit of happiness. So they, it's like you can you get life and you get liberty, liberty, but you don't get happiness. 
but you do get to pursue it. Now, the question is, is it a uh, carrot on the end of a string, on the end of a stick out in front of you that you will never reach, or is it something that is possible to attain? And I'd like to believe the latter, that it is something that we can experience not and and I would think that then you're really going to be considered nutsy fagan if you're always happy. We've got many people in the state institution who are happy all the time. Uh, let's talk a little bit about happiness and how you have found yours. And I'll add this one final thing that was shared with me not too long ago. Don't let them take your joy. And I will put joy and happiness in the same basket there. Share with us your experiences, your impressions, observations. Um, I just need a minute to collect it and, and think about this, put it into words. The Reiki, the Reiki training has helped so much. And my teachers, because they... We talk so much about intuition and limiting beliefs and listening to other people's values. And, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of the talk about the chakras and the root chakra and the tribe and how much control they have over you and your opinions. They formed your entire thoughts, the way you think. And it's what's the one thing you have to unlearn everything that you've been taught to find your happiness. You know, whenever you finally understand that you can be happy, you can understand people, but you don't have to be all up in their face about it. Like, hey, look at me. I'm happy. You know, mm. be like, I'm, tr I'm trying to find the words to explain it. Whenever you find peace, you want to shout it from the rooftops. But somebody told me once, the better way to think about it is people will notice. And then they'll come to you and they'll ask you, there's something different about you. What is it that you do? So that way you're not forcing it on someone. Someone sees it, then it's the invitation for them to ask you. And that's whenever you can open up a conversation and, and just learn beautiful things. I mean, the way I think about it is I have something to learn from every single person that I meet. If you really listen to them, they'll tell you something neat. Like, even my 14-year-old great-niece has said something, and I'm like, wow, that's really profound, you know? So um, I don't know if there's anything more I need to add to that. I, hey, if, if that wraps it up for you, then uh, will that wraps it up for me too. As far <laughs> as as far as what I asked you initially, and I appreciate uh, your candor, I also appreciate... And, and, and in these interviews, I have experienced this on, on a number of occasions with the guests, um, the emotion. Now, I, I, the, one of the things that, at least for me, it's disconcerting uh, is not the emotion, mind you, but and I see this in other interviews on other on other programs, on television, especially if it's a conversation uh, that is very deep. It's very heartfelt, and the individual suddenly uh, becomes uh, emotional. And 
the disconcerting part isn't the emotion. I think that's beautiful. I love to see that. It's the apology for being emotional. It's like, but that's part of who we are as emotions. You do. When was the last time you apologized for laughing or being happy or joyful? Never. You've never apologized for being happy or laughing or joyful. But when you cry, when you get choked up, oh, I'm so sorry. It's like, really? You don't need to apologize. It's a beautiful thing. And I share this with others as well. Uh, you know, and again, this is, please understand, this is not a criticism, Laurie. Not at all. Uh, you know, if you feel that that's what you need to do to, you know, say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting all steamed up here, you know, um, and what have you, that, uh, yeah, that's fine. But I just, it's an observation of mine. It's like, why are we apologizing for the emotions that we were given by God? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I have an answer for that. Um, Please tell me. Yeah. You know, when I was growing up, um, children should be seen and not heard. Uh, I, I was told that um, I'm too deep, I'm too sensitive, I'm too emotional, I'm, I'm the, I'm, the, I don't know, I guess the black sheep, I'm the dreamer, I'm the poet, and the most important, the, the hardest one was, look, I'm doing it. Don't pay attention to Lori, she's just trying to get attention. Oh, jeez. And so I'm trapped in this. I was just telling um, Mia the other day, I go, I, I don't know how to sometimes control all the emotion and the energy that I have. And so I was texting her, it was about the social media and going through all this because I really don't, I'm not used to putting myself out there and it's uncomfortable at times. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, I said, I'm having a little emotional overload. And I said, I'm just an empath on steroids. (laughs) 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 But there's another side of me. The business side is, you know, all of my life I've been in jobs where everything is about speed, accuracy, results. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's a very, very interesting mix that I have going on. (laughs) I go like a, like a train and then then there's this empath side that I have to deal with. So sometimes it's hard. Yeah. You know, I, uh, uh, with my wife, my present wife, um, we, uh, some three, three of us, uh, uh, two gentlemen who live on the, lived on the property with us, uh, we're helping to build uh, her greenhouse. She had purchased this greenhouse and we were building it out, out in the backyard uh, where we live. And, um, when we were finished, she came out and she saw it and she went back in the house and I followed her and the two guys were still outside and we got in the house and we got into the kitchen and she started to cry and wrapped her arms around my neck and she says, don't worry, these are tears of joy, you know, and I said, okay, I don't tell her, even if they're not tears of joy, I don't tell her, no, no, don't, don't, don't cry, don't cry, it's okay. No, I let her cry. I'm not going to stop her from doing that, from releasing that particular energy, whether it's sadness or happiness. Because we don't stop people from laughing, uh, unless, of course, they're laughing at us because of, you know, cut it out. I was watching uh, one of these uh, gangster movies uh, where this one guy, he was a little, um, he's a little hair trigger and, and he fell. 
he fell on the ice uh, in, in New Jersey. He fell on the ice and he hurt his back. And one of the guys laughed at him. And, oh, he was madder. And he, now, the guy tried to help him up. Well, later on in the movie, and it probably was like a couple of days later in the story, the guy who fell killed the guy who laughed at him. Yeah, because he laughed at him. You know, it's like, are you serious? Come on. Uh, you know, but I mean, that's an extreme. Uh, this is fascinating conversation that we're having here with Lori Walker here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and this is New Paradigms for a New World. And we are trying to create a new world through Tell Me Your Story. We're trying to change the world. Lori, would you think, Lori Walker, who is our guest here on the program, contributing author to Mayhem to Miracles, published by Sacred Stories Publishing, sacredstoriespublishing.com, do you feel as though... That's part of your job, your vocation, your uh, reason for being is is to change the world. Ah, uh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not going to do it anymore. Now I'm putting it on you. <laughs> All right, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie a couple of things together. You're gonna like how I uh, I do this. Um, I'm gonna try to do it. I should say. What and it's. It's, it's a story. So, mm -hmm. um, whenever I looked up, I, I looked up one of your shows to just get a feel for, you know, what kind of things you're going to ask me or whatever. There was um, the first interview that came up was with an author. Her name is Deneen Joyner. Ah, okay. You Wait till you hear this. Okay. So, um, I told you that me and I, you know, uh, met at, at, uh, at the Energy Connection. And she mentioned a book to me, and she said, this book is called Soul Wounds and Sacred Revelations. She said, I've met this, well, I saw this woman um, in Pittsburgh, and she goes, her energy's off the charts. And it was in um, probably like July. And so I wrote it down, and, and I, you know, I, I didn't really think about it. So Christmas rolled around, and uh, my son asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And I said, you know what? I want this book. So I, I get I, I get the book and I start reading it on Christmas Day, and I am so into it. I'm like, and the whole time I'm going, I would love to meet this woman. Yeah, right, Lori. Like you're gonna meet this woman, sure. But I go, I just I really want to meet her. I finished it a week later on New Year's Day, and uh, I get to the end of the credits, and she said, I could not have done this without my um, my editor, Ms. Gina Mazza. And I went, oh, my gosh, I have a chance. I might be able to meet this woman. So I, I messaged Gina, and she goes, oh, yeah, I'd love to introduce you to Deneen. Um, so what, a couple of things for Deneen. Uh, she agreed to meet me in person. So um, literally Wednesday to Wednesday to Wednesday, I get the book. I finish the book. A week later, I'm meeting her at Panera. Oh, wow. uh, It's unbelievable, okay? <laughs> so. There, there, there's some of the other things that I'm involved with my book club Pittsburgh and my printing world is um, I know uh, a woman, her name is Anna Marie Geyer, and she does, uh, uh, it's called The Author Zone, where authors can submit their books and they can win an award. So I asked Danine, I was like, hey, you know, let's get in touch. And, and so Danine submitted her book and won. She's a winner um, in The Author Zone. Uh, and there were a couple of things. We, we did a group reading with uh, Danine. And a couple of my teachers, uh, me being one of them. Uh, so there was opportunities and for, for Deneen and I. So 
And then COVID hit, and Janine and I stayed in touch. You know, we were just like, oh, hey, it's fun. Now, flipping the story back to me and Mia with Guided by Grace. So it was a Saturday afternoon, and Mia just texts me out of the blue, and she goes, I have an idea, but I need your help. And I said, okay. She goes, how about starting a virtual book club? I go, I'm in. I mean, I was like, yes, let's do this, right? And I go, and within 30 seconds, I go, I have a name for it. It doesn't have to be this. I said, but let's call it Guided by Grace. Mm. And she's, I just absolutely love, because that's literally what's happening with us. We don't have no idea. We're just winging it. I wouldn't say winging it um, as we go, but it's it's unfolding um, as we go. So so basically, it was so crazy that things were um, happening with Ma'am to Miracles at, at the same time as our book club stuff. And um, back to Guided by Grace, when we were picking the books, I said, oh, man, the first book has to be Janine. I mean, that's how we met and the stories behind it. Um, so so Janine is our first guest. And then in March, we have Gina. Gina Mazzo will be our second guest. Um, in July of next year, uh, Mayhem to Miracles will be our featured selection. And Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis has agreed to be on our Zoom meeting. So uh, we, have, we have a gentleman from uh, the United Kingdom. He wrote a book called Chasing Rainbows. Um, and then our last guest, just for 2022, her name is Kim Chesney, and she wrote a book called Radical Intuition, and she's from Pittsburgh as well. So we have this wonderful book club, but we do fun stuff on it, too. It's interactive. We have Motivational Mia Mondays, Meditations with Mia. Um, we're going to start a, we call it More with Mia meetings, mm. where we meet every other month just to talk about books or the next book or whatever. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things going on. So we just changed the name yesterday to Guided by Grace Book Club and more. Mm. <laughs> so we just want to, you know, engage people. Um, people out there looking for these kind of things. And we, we just want to, I don't know, help people do what we can. So the point was, do I, do I think I can change the world? No, but I'm going to do something. And in Deneen's book, she talks about finding your uh, divine assignment, your holy assignment. Oh, I like and that. This is, that's what I feel like I'm doing. This is my place in all this because I'm, I'm not a medium. I don't think I'm special, but I have organizational skills. I, I, you know, I have some contacts and I just, I, I, I call it like I'm the student producer of the high school play. Like, <laughs> I'm the behind the scenes person. But I do, I mean, I know a little bit, but so, and me and I are perfect together. We, we call it peanut butter and jelly because she is, she will confess it. She is a little bit unorganized <laughs> and I am over here going, we need to do this, 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 this. So mm. it's perfect. It's a perfect balance. And the um, biggest key that I can, and I get this from you, the biggest part of this whole endeavor you're having fun with it. That's yeah. the best part. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. We, we and I had a planning meeting and we said, what if this thing fails? Like, what if it doesn't even take off? And she looks at me and she goes, then it's going to be me and you on a Zoom meeting with a thousand bookmarks. And we're going to have fun. Because uh, my, my printing company donated, uh, we, we made a thousand promotional items for bookmarks. 
Um, so they're they're right here. Super cute. Oh, very cool. Very Instead of a card, yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, well, I think it's very exciting, the endeavors that you and uh, me are taking on, and I'm so grateful for the fact that you shared your story about Mary Queen in Mayhem to Miracles and that you've shared it here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host here on the program, and Lori Walker is my guest here on the program, and... Uh, she's got a lot of great things going on in her life and a, a lot of great people in her life. One of the things that I want to touch on real quickly here before we have to wrap up the program is um, how you have uh, your observations, your perceptions of how you have drawn into your life the people who have helped you directly or indirectly to transform your life, to place you in a manner of speaking, right here, right now, where you and I are having this wonderful conversation. It's interesting um, that you say that because I never knew what it was. Like, I either click with people or I don't. Some people, most people tell me I'm too much. <laughs> and, yeah. But I know when to control it. But if I, if I like you and we're in it off, you know, it's just, it, that part clicks. But um, Mary is the first one to ever say this to me. And later on, it makes more sense after, you know, go through like, the classes that I've taken. It was so innocent. She said, here comes the emotion. Nobody makes me feel the, no, nobody makes me feel the way that you do. Um, you know, I have all these empathizer, whatever. Um, but I'm super funny too. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to do my own word, but when, when all the business and all the all the, all the um, metaphysical stuff fades away, there's a lot of humor. I I I'll keep you laughing. I I, I can guarantee that. But uh, so we we had some good times, you know. Yeah. Um, with that. Well, I would say that um, laughter it can also be a part of metaphysics. Uh, being a metaphysician myself and uh, uh, studying the things that I have over the last 40-plus years since I was about 17 uh, when I began what I then called my search. I still remember someone saying to me at the Christian radio station, Oh, Richard, you know, um, I understand you're on your search, but you know, once you find Jesus, uh, your search should be is over. And it was like I knew that wasn't true, so I immediately responded, No, actually... When I find Jesus, my search has just begun. Uh, and and it continues to this day. And I'll be searching till the day I choose to leave this uh, body and go on to whatever the next level is, whatever the next role is. Um, you know, and that's kind of uh, that's kind of how I uh, I look at it. Um, you know, and I'll do everything I can between now and the time that my uh, ticket says is departure time for you. You go home now. We're closed. Um, and uh, you just uh, and, and, and at the same time, you know, I, matter of fact, uh, as of this conversation, I, uh, I just recently returned uh, from a train trip from Santa Barbara to Los Angeles where uh, I spent. It seems like three days. It kind of was. Uh, I left on a Friday morning and came back on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, I was fortunate to be able to go to uh, one of my favorite uh, ball, uh, games, a baseball game, where I got to see an incredible, 
incredible ball game with some friends that I was actually kind of making, but also a good friend of mine who I was visiting. Uh, got to meet with a bunch of people on a project that we're working on. We'll be sharing it with, with our folks uh, very soon. Uh, and then jumped on the train on Sunday morning to come home Sunday afternoon. And it was just, you know, it. they always go by too fast. And I knew that on Friday morning as I'm leaving the train station in Santa Barbara going, yeah, I'll be home before I know it. But I'll tell you what, I won't think about that. I'll just stay in the moment as I move forward and just thoroughly enjoy it. And I did. And it was it was great. It was absolutely great. So um, these 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 are wonderful experiences that we're having and I do believe that there is more to this life than this life. Uh, I also believe that this life is not an accident. It doesn't make any sense that this is this is all there is and then lights out. Now, if it is and lights out, I'm never going to know. Because, well, because well, the lights will be out. Um, but it's like, why would whoever created all of this, you know, uh, decoupage, <laughs> uh, why would they go to all this trouble? And then, yeah, that's all, you know, when their, when their bodies wear out, then that's all there is. It's over. You know, I, I'm just not, I'm not willing to accept that. And I, I, there's something inside of me that says my life has meaning. How about you? Do you get that same sense that, you know, you can't, that's inescapable for you that, no, I've got to be doing this because my life has meaning and I'm going to leave this place a better place than when I got here. Wow. Uh, like as a legacy. Well, before I really accepted everything and I was still struggling and just reading on my own, before I found my, found my tribe, I should say, at the Energy Connection, um, even though I have this relationship with my family that, you know, they don't get me here, I call myself the self-appointed uh, family historian. So I've created, like, because I'm in printing, um, like, for example, I created my grandmother's, she had a photo album from 1926. And what I did is I scanned all the pictures and I had it recreated. And I set, I, I got in touch with all of my cousins and my aunts, some in California, some in Pennsylvania, um, all over the country. And I, I touched, and, and I'm, Richard, when I say this, I'm not saying I'm great, look at me. You know, it, this is what I feel, is I touched over 89 people. And now they have copies of their grandmother's, um, her memories, her, her, her life, our story. Mm -hmm. you know, so I like to do things like that. So my legacy before this w was to my family and, and to do as many projects as I could for them so that they would have the memories. But now with Guided by Grace and um, anything else that's, that could potentially happen. I mean, why not? The, the sky's the limit. And why, if, if, if I think that there's a heaven and this is, it's going to work out that way, I'm going to spend my whole life happy thinking of that joyous moment mm -hmm. instead, of, instead of going, well, that's all there is. Too bad we won't see each other. Yeah. I'm, I choose to live my life with hope and 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 maybe some little bit of knowledge you know that hey it's it's waiting for me there's more there's definitely more 
Yeah, that's one of the things that we talk about here, and uh, that there is always more, and that we always have choices. I don't care what your situation is. You always, always, always have a choice. And sometimes that choice is to do nothing, and that's okay. If that's what, you know, but at least make a choice. Uh, you know, that's one of the first steps to life that uh, I write about in my book, Choices. The first step is make a choice. Choose <laughs> something. Even if it is to choose nothing, you're still choosing. But you are in control. There's a lot we're not in control of, but our choices certainly are one of them. Uh, I loved what one gentleman said to me. We were talking about how <clears throat> where we are today is a, is a uh, is based upon all of the choices that we've made up to this point, which is true. And of course, where we will be tomorrow, in the next year, in the next decade, will be because of all of the choices we'll make between now and then. But he threw in another little twist, which I really, really liked. He says, "Yes, that's true. However, think about this." All of the choices that you are going to make from this point forward are going to be based upon your perception, your perception of what you think the, your future will be or will look like. If you think it's going to be Armageddon, <laughs> guess what? All of your choices are going to be based upon maybe digging a hole in the ground, lining it with concrete and storing up food and clothing and all of this kind of stuff, which, hey, you know, I'm not criticizing and I'm just saying that's the way it's that's the those are the choices that you are going to make. Whereas if you think that, hey, it's going to be uh, sunshine and rainbows <coughs> and unicorns, um, <laughs> then your choices are going to be made based upon uh, that whole thing. I my future, I got a long way to go. I have to outlive my great grandmother. She lived to be a hundred. I got I got forty plus years to go, and I'm looking more at the plus than I am the forty. <laughs> uh, and and if tomorrow is my day, I'm good with that. I'm not happy with it because there's so much more that I want to do. I got lots of plans, and of course God's laughing. But um, <laughs> but uh, you know I, I'm okay. I'm okay if that's if that's it for this lifetime. Uh, um, how about you? Are you ready? I mean, if if you, as as the term goes, if you were called home, are you ready to go? I don't want to yet. I, I there's more I'm supposed to do. I know. I understand that. Um, I think I would be if if I didn't have a choice and it were were my time. I just I think it's going to be beautiful. You know, I think that there's a, a it's, it's like a parallel universe or par parallel world to our Earth world, mm -hmm. and that we're going to see our loved ones, and we're 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 going to. My vision, <laughs> look, every it might be crazy, but this is what I think. I think we go to heaven. We're going to have jobs. We're not going to just sit around on clouds or whatever. I mean. We, we, we're supposed to, we're meant to do things and then send those thoughts down and share them with people on earth. I, I call them infused thoughts. I know it's a crazy concept. I read it somewhere, but. <laughs> hey, there's nothing that's crazy. What I want to believe. There's, if that's what I want to believe, yeah. then, then that, and, and it makes me happy. Why and, not? And I support you in that. And I will, I, and I do not criticize that at all. Everybody 
uh, it's like when people have these different experiences, it's like, okay, that's interesting. You know, I'm not going to judge it. I'm just curious as to, and I might ask some more questions. Um, I learned very early on not to, uh, que- uh, not to, um, well, judge somebody's, someone else's experience. That experience has now transformed them into someone else. Whether it was, and yeah, okay, whether it was alien abduction, whether it was a supernatural or paranormal experience, uh, and they truly believe that this is what happened, who am I to question that? I wasn't there. I didn't experience it. I would hope that the same consideration will be made if I should have some of those experiences. Although, uh, if it's uh, alien abduction, I'm going to say, take me, please. Take me. Um, I've, I've had about all I can stand and I can stands no more um, of the, the craziness and, and quite, some t- quite honestly, sometimes the stupidity and the ignorance and the unwillingness to uh, consider other possibilities that is in the minds and the hearts of so many people around the world. Uh, that they have to control other human beings. They have to control animals. And I will have to tell you that my learning about how to live with animals, dogs and cats in particular, has really taught me a lot in that regard because I no longer, (coughs) not that I actually did this, pardon me, not that I actually did this, but it is not my job to get my dog to behave, all right? That is not my job. My job is to understand why my dog is behaving the way that he is. Wow. To understand why. And the same thing can be said for human beings. You know, I, I need to understand why, you know, you tear up and why you laugh and and all of those things. Um and, and appreciate and accept you for who you are as I appreciate and accept my dog for who he is and our cats. You know, um, uh, my uh, my surprise kitty, Ryan, um, he likes to come over and lay on my arm. And then times he'll put his paws on my arm, but he's got his claws out. Now, he's not doing anything in particular, but that's, that, that's just the way he is, right? So... Um, I don't get angry with him. He can't help it. It's just the way he is. So I'll just lift his paw and I'll move it over. And he'll put it back and I'll move it over. We'll go. We'll play the little game. But not his fault. It's just what he does. And he wants to be close to me because he loves me and he loves the connection. And I love the connection too. So I think that's um, enough said about that. Do you have animals? No, I don't have any. I, I had a dog once. That's okay. I like my uh, I like my freedom. Just take off and do whatever I want, whatever I want. So I I hear you taking advantage of that liberty. Are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm I'm 22. Remember, I gotta I gotta, I, I got to do. I hear you. 22. You're 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 you know just you're a spring chicken, and <laughs> you're just uh, having a great time in your life. Sharing the story of Mary Queen in 
The book entitled Mayhem to Miracles, published by Sacred Stories Publishing, sacredstoriespublishing.com is the website. Um, is there a, an email address we might give out so folks can get in touch with you? Um, they could use Guided by Grace Book Club at gmail.com. All right. Guided by Grace Book Club at gmail.com, folks. All right. And uh, you'll see that over her head in the video if you're watching on YouTube so that uh, people can get in touch with you and find out more about what you're doing and and uh, maybe connect with you and, and find ways of maybe breaking out of their shell as well, you know, to say, hey, you know, you can say I'm wacky and crazy and uh, nuts and all that stuff. And all of that is true. And I own it. I don't have a problem with that because that's who I am, you know, uh, and I'm going to share that with you. Uh, if you want it, it's yours. If you don't, then I'll move on to the next person and I'll share it with them. And there'll be people that will appreciate who you are and the way you are and the fact that you're out there. And uh, we're thankful that you're out here with us today. Richard, I'm so happy. Uh, you know, I, I told you at the beginning I was a little nervous. But um, as we were doing the interview, I thought to myself that the line about um, meet as strangers, leave as friends. So I, I like just that. appreciate, yeah, I just appreciate our conversation. It was really, really beautiful and uh, very comfortable. Well, that's what we try to do. We want people to be comfortable. The next hour is really going to get tough because we're going to ask you really hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've boned up on your nuclear physics as well oh. as uh, your uh, geography <clears throat> and uh, and uh, um, Uruguay, uh, Uruguayan history. Uh, that's where it really gets tough, but that's for the next hour. Uh, but before we even get to that next hour, I want to remind you you're listening to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host here on the program, as we bring you uh, uh, basically choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true, as our guest Lori Walker has done here on the program. She's a contributing author to the book Mayhem to Miracles, published by SacredStoriesPublishing.com is the website. You can go and get a copy for yourself. Uh, we want to ask you three final questions. And before I do, I want to thank you so much for giving us this time and uh, your story and especially talking, sharing with us about Mia and Mary Queen. So we really do appreciate you and what you're doing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, you know, I, I couldn't believe when I got your email that that I was one of the 12. So I, I'm thrilled. Thank you. You are quite welcome, and thank you. Uh, I'd like to also uh, let our listeners know that we are here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. That's a special edition of Tell Me Your Story. Uh, we uh, also broadcast those uh, programs live, uh, streamed at richarddugan.com. Our podcasts are on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, uh, also on iHeart and Amazon Music and many others. Hope, uh, hope you'll subscribe. We're also on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. YouTube channel is Tell Me Your Story or Richard Dugan, whichever you'll find us. And uh, we hope that you'll subscribe to those. If you'd like to support us financially, we would be ever so grateful uh, for any financial support you can give us. And uh, you just go to PayPal. It's there for your security as well as ours. I've been using it for years. 
I actually love the fact that they're, I like, I like to call them the middleman that uh, keeps a record of everything. So it's really, really kind of nice. And just put in the, uh, into the field when it says send to, uh, my email address, richard at richarddugan.com and, uh, give what you can if you can. Uh, we'll take energetic support as well. We also ask that you participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, and, uh, spend that time going within, listening to that still small voice and uh, just kind of relax and be calm, get rejuvenated and uh, uh, re-energized, listen to the inspiration, the encouragement. And uh, we hope that you'll uh, even take one of my guests said just 60 seconds, one minute, just start there. Just start there even with a met- just a real quick meditation, not while you're driving. Okay. Just, uh, but, but find a place where you can do that. We hope that you will do that. So as we uh, wrap up our program here on Tell Me Your Story, we always ask our guests three final questions, as we will here today, too. And the first of those three is, who is Lori Walker? I, I should have done my homework and, <laughs> and prepared for this question. Thank you. Um, crazy answer. Lori is an empath and... Um, a funny girl and uh, just a go-getter too. All in the same, I, I all in the same ball of energy. Um, I love my family. I, I love my son. I and I just wanted, I don't know, help somebody out there. Um, I, I can't say that the 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 end of my book, the last paragraph, is um, I made it through the storm. Wait, let me get my book because I'm nervous. <laughs> That's all right. Started the interview nervous. Ending. Yeah. <laughs> Ending the interview a little nervous, but it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Um, I made it through the storm. Someday I hope I can provide comfort comfort to someone on their darkest day because I've been there and someone did it for me. Hmm. Beautiful. That's Lori Walker. Absolutely beautiful. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? It's getting redundant, helping people, changing people, making a difference, providing information, sharing opportunities, um, just for people to be happy. If, if I'm talking to someone, I say, what, my mind goes, what is, what is the nicest thing I can say to this pro- person right now? And then I, I'll say it innocently and i watch them light up because we're so everybody's so negative you're just, you're so quick to be to believe the negative when somebody tells you something nice i love watching people like and it's genuine you have to be genuine you know because they're they're going to remember that they're going to say oh hey lori said that and i'm going to believe her <laughs> because it's nice and finally Risking redundancy. What is your life's purpose? To show, to show people love in the way that I show it. And, you know, um, my, my love language is definitely words. Um, probably both giving and receiving. So, and then probably acts of service. So I try and show people, I try and give them 
a memory um, or just something to remember that's beautiful. Well, Lori Walker, thank you again for joining us on the program. We greatly appreciate your time and energy. And we thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to love.